Today's scripture comes from Proverbs 23, 4 and 5, and Mark 8, 34 to 38. Do not wear yourself out to get rich. Do not trust your own class. Cast but a glance at riches, and they are gone. For they will surely sprout wings and fly off to the sky like an eagle. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. Amen. Thank you. Praise God for his scripture and passages and many things. And I never know what's going to jump out at you. And, and of course, we never get an opportunity to talk about each and every verse, line for line, or anything like that. And, of course, this will be one of those days uh, that we're not going to get into a, a lot of that um, scripture, but I want to just start by that first part of 34, Mark 8:34, where it talks about whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Now that is a personal passage, and I don't know how, if, how the Lord's ever spoke to you, but this week He's spoke to me in a way. Uh, and the studying about gambling and these things that will come together because I'll bring this up again at the end. Think about whatever your cross is. It, it might not be gambling. It could be something else. It could be a whole host of things, and it would be something different for each and every one of us. But think about that cross that you must bear, that, that challenge, that addiction, that habit, that thing that, uh, you, that you just wrestle with. Today, through this information about gambling on this second week, I hope that we can realize that that cross that you must bear, that challenge, that addiction, that whatever it is, the people that love you, they bear it as well. Because however it's affecting you, whatever the side effects are, whatever the implications, the people that love you, the people that live with you, the spouse, your children, whoever it is, the odds are that they're bearing that cross as well, plus their own. They bear that cross as well. And just continue to think about that. And, and maybe Gambling might not be even on your radar, maybe never been a problem for you, but maybe it's something else. Your family has to bear that cross and burden as well. But back to the gambling, you know, last week we established the fact that it becomes an addiction for some people. And when it becomes an addiction, it becomes destructive. And becomes destructive to some people to the point where it destroys families. It destroys relationships. It really does destroy communities. And it can destroy the government as well. And the government knows this. And the government knew that these things will happen. That knows that people will get uh, uh, addicted to it. As we had the video clip last week from Governor DeWine. 
You know, there, there's, it's coming and you can't stop it. But over here, it's, yeah, we, we know it's going to be a lot of problems. There's going to be a lot of problem addiction over here. But yeah, it, it's coming. You're not going to stop it. Everybody wants it. So we know. The government knows and it, it knew that this would happen. But yet they still make it legal and they make it available. It's available to the point where now the media and commercials and, and the sports games, I'm sure. I don't know if it jumped out to you even more last week by watching the ball games or since then. But those, the media and commercials... The advertisement for this, gambling, it's relentless and it's almost predatory. It's preying on people to get to this point. Uh, just like the other video of the young man. Is this going to be a $5 free bet? Free money, free bet, let us do it for you. Because they know that you can get hooked, you can get excited, you get drawn in. And then it's no longer free money. It's your money. It's your bank account. It's your checkbook. It's your wife's money. It's your family's money. It's then what happened to the man last week. It became the company credit card, and he was out of a job. So we established all that last week. But also I want to clear up a comment from last week in a conversation, and I've had this conversation with others and wrestled with it is participating in an auction gambling. And people laugh about it and they wonder. But you look up the word gamble and it's, it's a verb. It means to play a game of chance, a lot of time for money, to bet, or to take a risky action in hope of getting a desired result. Taking a risk. But the auction is a sale. It's a business transaction. And it's a sale at more or less than the market value of an item. So that item, whatever the bid goes up to, is sold. It might be market value, it might be more, it might be less. But either way, it is sold to the highest bidder, the buyer, whatever the buyer is willing to pay. It is bought. You know, they don't pay money in hopes that their name will be drawn and that they get that item. You know what I'm saying? So we have a pie auction. We have the Valentine's auction. That is not gambling. An auction is not like pulling tabs. An auction is not like buying a square on a big board in hopes that somebody lands on that square and, and you win whatever the, the, whatever the game might be or whatever tickets, whatever. It could be anything. It's not like buying a ticket to be drawn out of a hat for a chance to win and receive something. An auction, again, is a sale of an item at more or less than market value. But there are businesses that are a risky business. There are businesses, and there's even jobs that can be viewed as, oh, that's a gamble. To do that job is a gamble. To take on that is a gamble. And it's for me, that falls in one of life's necessary evils. You've got to have insurance. You can buy different levels, but you need insurance. Some people buy pet insurance. We're all supposed to have car insurance if we're going to drive. Some people buy life insurance. It could be 5000 or it could be 500000 Other people have life insurance. Businesses provide life insurance, health insurance, for their employees. 
the insurance agent or insurance company, they want to check on their risk, so they do some background checks. They check on lifestyle and um, life habits, even some family history, because they, they know that it's a risk for them as well. They're taking a chance. So you might buy auto insurance your whole life and never, ever wreck your car, but you've paid all that insurance. That was a gamble, right? You may buy that pet insurance, but your pet may die in the car before you get to the vet and never get to use that pet insurance. And you know those scenarios. I don't have to explain them all. You know those things. But I do tell you about, you know, there was a cowboy, rough and tough cowboy, and he was looking to get some health insurance. And the insurance agent asked a few questions, do the background check. Sir, have you had any accidents? Well, I really haven't had any accidents. Well, I was bitten by a rattlesnake once. The other day, the horse kicked me in the ribs. But accidents? No, I, I don't have accidents. The insurance agent, confused, he's like, what do you mean? What do you mean, no accidents? You just said that you got bit, you got kicked. Those are accidents. And he's, the cowboy's like, no, those weren't accidents. They did those things on purpose to me. So we know the insurance agent and these companies, they're concerned about the risk. They want to know preconditions and family history, occupation, and daily life habits, you know. The company wants to limit some of those risks. But yet, they're still in business to take that risk, and it is a gamble. Sometimes they have to pay out, but their idea is they're going to take in a lot more than what they have to pay out. And they hope to do that. But gambling... It is always going to be a risk. Let me tell you some numbers. That's online sports betting, gambling, really was uh, in other states in our country legalized back in 2019. So it's just taken it this long to get to Ohio. But there, as it was legalized in 2019, about the end, it began to uh, start through 2020. And then uh, through 2021, um, it you know, continued you know, increase, gain traction, more and more popular, more and more states and communities doing it. And from the uh, gambling helpline, uh, from this one helpline, in 2021, for the year, they had 13,344 calls to the phone number, gambling helpline. Mike's got our numbers up there. There's some numbers for you. You can jot them down if needed or... Hold up your cell phone. You're allowed holding up your cell phone, taking a picture, you know. I know you're not normally taking pictures of me, but you can take a picture of that if you don't have an ink pen. But then, guess what? Last year, January 2022, one month. So for 2021, the number of calls was 13,344. But then, by the January 2022 after it was coming more and more legalized, more and more places, this same one number, the same helpline, the same location, just for that one month. You know, last year, that 2021 was 13,344. That one month was 13,143 in one month. Almost the same as what it was the whole year before. 
according to the website, the calls for help on the helpline have quadrupled. As of April 2022, the Hartford Healthcare report and calls to the gambling helpline increased 200% to their helpline. So I called the helpline. I called the Ohio helpline, the top one. I called that one myself. I'd want to see where it took me, what they had to say, what, what would they do. So I called. I told them I was pastor. I'm talking to my church about it. If somebody has a problem, they call. What do you do? Well, they're just there to take your call. They're not there to help you. They're there to take your call and direct you to other resources, uh, other counselors, other groups that may meet. You know, they take your information where you live, and they, they have resources in that location. You know, whatever county you live, whatever town, whatever your zip code. So they're there to direct you here and there and wh- wherever you may need to go. So I had a nice uh, conversation with a young man named Alex, and he was very helpful. And I asked him, Alex, have, has your, since this online gambling has taken place, has, have you increased the number, have you been receiving more phone calls? He's like, yes, we've been receiving more phone calls, but not because it's a problem. You know what, the most, what their phone calls are? People not understanding how to do it, and they want to understand it. How do we do this online betting? I don't understand it. And he's like, that's not what the helpline's for. <laughs> but how interesting that was. I, I had never thought about that process because, you know, like I said, I don't know about it. I don't understand it. And I don't want to know. But there's people who don't understand it, but they want to understand it so they can get in on it. I thought, so I thought that was interesting. And then uh, through other conversations and looking at some other things, you know, Kind of like Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, we've mentioned that there's Al-Anon, you know, for the family to go and get some counseling and therapy and discussion sessions uh, for a, a loved one that's an alcoholic. You know, it's called Al-Anon. Well, they got Gammonon. That's right, Gammonon, gambling. So we have, let me just share this, and I quote, Gammonon is a 12-step self-help fellowship of men and women who have been affected by the gambling problem of another. We understand as perhaps few can. We are familiar with worry and the sleepless nights and promises made only to be broken. End quote. Remember what I said earlier? That cross that you bear, it's affecting the people that love you because they see you suffering. They may be suffering as well because of that problem, that addiction, or whatever that cross is. So when you read God's word and what Jesus says about that cross that you bear, I think this gives a whole new meaning. If you really care about your spouse, your children, your loved ones, your family, your life, because it's not just about you getting right with the Lord. You're causing a lot of friction, heartache, and sorrow with the whole family unit. We got a, a two and a half minute video here from Gammonon, and Mike's going to pull this video up so that we can watch this and hear what they have to say. And the website there for you. 
For every problem gambler, at least 20 family members, friends, and associates are impacted. Are you or someone you know one of them? Few understand. Let us help. When no one out there gets it, we do. We've lived it. We too were affected by another's gambling. We know these thoughts. My teenager is no longer focused on school. What happened to my responsible husband? Where did our loving and caring marriage go? He isn't the same man I married. He used to enjoy so many activities. I don't believe anything she says. How can I know she's telling the truth? What do my children know? I try not to argue in hearing range. How can I love him if I can't trust him? What happened to my child's college fund? I didn't know there were so many maxed out credit cards. My mom is always going to the casino and isn't paying her bills. We are Gaminon, a 12-step fellowship, a program providing recovery from the effects of another's gambling. There are no fees, no appointments, no judgments. Just show up at a meeting. We offer experience, strength, and hope in coping with the emotional, spiritual, and financial devastation caused by problem gambling. Visit our website for additional information and meeting locations. www.gaminon.org or call 718-352-1671. Challenging, isn't it? Something that someone would think was just going to be recreation or fun, but then it gets out of control. Like many things in our lives. So wherever you may be, whatever that cross may be, as I've mentioned, as many as 20 people could be affected by that whatever it is that you're wrestling with, dealing with your addiction, whatever that habit, as many as 20. But there's some. It's not just about you. So wherever you are in this and as you wrestle with it, um, I hope that this has given you some information to share with friends or family or maybe people that you know that are struggling. But I remind you that that cross is yours that you bear. Those people that surround you, they love you. They didn't choose that for you. They didn't make you. They just love you and they want you to get better. They want you to get back to being that student or being that husband or being that wife. Get that marriage back. to get it back. 
And that's what Jesus wants to do. He wants to restore each and every one of us. Restore us from our brokenness and our sinfulness, whatever our habits may be, whatever those, uh, you know, those crosses that we cling to and think that we have to have or we have to do or that's just me. No. Jesus wants to work through that. And he says... Whoever desires, whatever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And that's so hard for us to do as Americans, even as middle class, that is hard for us to deny ourselves because we're hardworking, we got our act together, we do it ourselves, we're raised, take care of yourself. Be self-sufficient, multitask. You do it. You be it. But that's not what God wants. He wants us to rely on him. And when we rely on him, we can surrender these things to him. And I really hope that this has been helpful. It's opened my eyes to some things. You know, I've never really dug into getting this type of information and uh, never really had anybody come and approach me with a gambling problem. And so... uh, so it's been good for me, too, to dig into this and check into it. And now I have some resources, my, my fingertips, and some talking points if ever someone would need to talk about these things. And we can pray about it and look at it. So I'm going to offer a prayer. And as I mentioned, uh, during our closing hymn, uh, Bud and Bob, Kenny, others have gone passed out those our handouts to you during our closing hymn and then you're welcome to leave if you have things to do but you're welcome to stay and listen to the presentation of the timeline of information so let us pray Father God I lift up our families and I lift up our young people we live in a world and we live in society with media and advertisements and so much, so many possibilities. And people are in the business to make it look like it's the thing to do, that everyone else is doing it, and you're not going to get hurt, and you're not going to suffer, and, and it's just the opportunity for something great and grand to happen will happen. But Lord, we're learning that that's not so. There's traps and it's addiction and there's things that uh, destroy us. Very destructive. So Lord, I lift up your church and may we go into the community with a little more knowledge and a little more encouragement for those around us. But also a little more holy boldness and strength to stand firm on your teaching and your word and in our own commitment to who we are as a follower of Christ, being one with him, being faithful and true. So, Lord, we ask for you to continue that holy work in each and every one of us as you have your eyes upon us and as your hands lead us. Lord, we want to be on the path that leads to your kingdom and everlasting life. And in your name we pray. Amen. So let us stand together.